My entitled mother steals my car to give it to my sister, all because my sister apparently needs it more after she is struggling through a really bad divorce and doesn't have a car to get around. And now I'm stuck at a crossroads where I'm not sure if I should get the police involved. Here's what happened. So I live with my mom in a rural part of the United States. For context, when it comes to my sister, who's 37, she is much older and we come from different fathers. We both grew up in a split custody arrangement. We are not particularly close, almost acquaintances, more so than siblings. I don't really feel any family connection, even though I do love her. I also don't feel obligated to bend over backwards just for her. Well, my sister lives two hours away in a much more urban area and is currently going through a divorce. Her and her ex-husband only had one vehicle and it belongs to the ex-husband. So when they split, he took the car. My sister has four daughters and works a full-time job. I, on the other hand, work from home and have no real external responsibilities. My mom came to me at asking if my sister could borrow my car for a couple of months until the divorce is finalized so she can have a way of transporting her and her kids to wherever they need to go without the financial burden of purchasing another car or relying exclusively on ride sharing. Now, I just bought my car and it's my first vehicle ever. I didn't get a hand-me-down or get one as a present when I turned 16 or 18 years old. I was basically immobile except occasionally being allowed to drive my mom's car or when my dad had me, I could get Ubers. Getting my own vehicle was extremely liberating, minus the loan that I have to pay off, and I don't feel trapped at home. So when I was approached with this proposal, I flat out said no. I can totally understand the justification for letting her use my car for a couple of months. But aside from the fact that I don't want to lose my newfound sense of freedom, I also don't want someone else driving my car. And maybe that's just selfish of me. Over the last few days, my mom and sister had been trying to convince me to let her use the car, saying that she would pay for the car payments while she has the car or that she would pay for insurance if she has it longer than anticipated. No matter what they brought to the table, I kept saying no, which was much to their dissatisfaction. Fast forward to this morning and I realized that my mom isn't home. I open our garage to see that her car was still there, but mine was not. I immediately knew what was happening and I called my mom about the situation. She just tries to calm me down and have me try to picture it from my sister's point of view, but I'm just flushed with rage and instead just tell her that I'm going to report the vehicle as stolen instead. She then just hung up the phone. As of now, I presume that my car is now down with my sister and I'm seriously considering reporting it as stolen and naming her and my sister as the perpetrator and conspirator. I really don't want to go that far and I hope that we could instead work this out. But what I initially said as an angry threat, I'm starting to really consider it as an option. I just don't know if it's worth burning so many bridges over a car but the fact that my family won't respect my boundaries or my property that I own is incredibly frustrating. What should I do? This is crazy to me. These people actually went out of their way and stole the original poster's car just to give it to her sister. Like, that is unbelievable. And it's absolutely not okay in my book. Like, your mom straight up stole it. She took your car and drove it down to your sister instead of respecting your boundaries and saying, okay, let's find another option. It doesn't matter if you work from home and only drive around when you need to. That is your car. They can't just straight up take it and be like, okay, your sister's using it now. Like, if they owned it, it would be different. There might be some wiggle room for an argument here for them to be like, no, it's our car. We're gonna give it to your sister until she figures her life out. But that is not the case. The original poster owns that car. That is their vehicle. They pay insurance on that and nobody gave it to them. And they have every right to that car as well as every right to say, no, I don't want to loan it out. This is so unbelievably different 
disrespectful and highly illegal. And if I was in your shoes, I would not be taking this sitting down. There are several options you can pursue in this regard, but if I was in your shoes, I would give them both one final opportunity to give me my car back. I would tell them straight up, listen, this is it. You can either give me my car back and that's the end of this, or I'm going to have to escalate this and get the police involved. You can choose for yourself how you want to handle this, but just know that I absolutely do not consent to you taking my car. And then you just wait to see what they have to say, because at the end of the day, you have final say on this matter, not your mother or your sister. They do not get to decide what you do with your property. And sure, your sister is in a tough situation. And obviously, I don't think you're tone deaf to the circumstances that she is in. But at the end of the day, it is still your decision what you do with your car. So hopefully you can figure this out. Because if somebody stole my car, I probably would lose my mind. And there's no way I would ever let that happen. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Am I the Jerk for outshining my husband at his birthday party by announcing that I was pregnant. Here's what happened. So I found out a day before my husband's birthday that we were expecting our first baby. I wanted to make it special for him. So I decided to tell him the next day. He does not really like to celebrate his birthdays, but this year his family is moving abroad. So we decided to throw a party where all close family and friends can gather before they move away. All of them were the people whom I knew were going to be very happy about this news. So I decided to announce it in front of everyone. My husband was, of course, the happiest one, but after that, the rest of the party was all about me and the baby. Some of them even forgot to wish him happy birthday because they were busy congratulating me. I kind of feel bad about taking the attention away from him, but he didn't even seem to mind it. Later that day, his best friend came to me when I was in the kitchen just to say that it was very selfish of me to announce my news when it was my partner's day. He said that my partner does not even celebrate his birthdays, and now that he decided to celebrate one, I should not have made it all about myself. He even accused me of doing it on purpose because according to him, I cannot stand it when all the attention is not on me. I decided not to argue with him because he's never like me to begin with, but I can't help but feel awful for taking all the attention away from my husband. Now, he has not said that he's upset about this, and I haven't told him yet what his friend said, so now I'm kind of at a loss, and I'm not sure if the friend's right, and I should have held off on telling this news to the entire family. What should I do? Honestly, I would not worry about what this friend says. If anything, I would go directly to your husband and ask him specifically and say, okay, did you like this or not? Because his opinion is all that matters in the end. This other friend, on the other hand, is just being ridiculous. They're making assumptions on behalf of your husband, and they're just trying to assume that, oh wow, he probably didn't like that. That was really selfish of you. But in reality, all that matters is your husband's opinion. So that's what I would do if I was in your shoes. I would go to him and see if he's okay with this announcement. Because chances are, if he really does care about you, he's probably not going to mind this in the slightest. Am I the jerk for refusing to go to my brother's overflow wedding section when I'm his immediate sister and I feel I deserve to be there in the main wedding? Here's what happened. So my brother had been planning a wedding with his fiance for a year now. My brother and I have never been close because of our age difference. But it's not like we don't get along. They'd been dating for a few years and his fiance wanted to have this giant wedding with all of our family and hers plus friends and plus one. But unfortunately, they really couldn't afford it. They finally agreed to have this wedding at a venue that is somewhat small and it's one that they can afford, but it doesn't allow for more than 100 people at a time. I guess her and her parents were mad about this because more than 100 people just in her family and friends list needed to be invited and their plus ones. So they made a compromise where some people 
people would be part of the 100 and the rest would be in the wedding overflow. So they would still be invited, but they wouldn't mess up the limit that the venue has. The guests in the overflow room would watch the ceremony on a live stream video projected into this movie theater nearby the venue that they would rent out. So I guess renting out a room in a theater was probably their cheaper option. Apparently though, her list is way more important. So instead of showing up to the main wedding, I was invited to the overflow wedding. I was so angry about this. I asked him what this was about when we were at my dad's birthday party two weeks after I got the invite. He said it was fine because I could then just go to the reception. I told him that it was the principle of the matter though. I am his immediate family so I should be able to go to the normal venue. He told me that he needs to make her family happy and that I should be more understanding. Then he said we're not that close of family anyways and that she needs to be happy on her wedding. So basically I told him that I will not be attending the wedding and that I should get to go to the main ceremony. He got mad at me and we all started yelling and fighting. Multiple people at the party yelled at me for making a scene and that it's her day and I should be grateful for even getting to go to the overflow. So am I the jerk at this point for just refusing to go to this wedding? What should I do? Honestly, you are not the jerk in this situation. The fact that you being immediate family can't have some kind of spot in this main section of the wedding is proof enough that he doesn't care about you in the slightest. If he really wanted you there, he would have fought to have you there. This is a very simple situation of logistics. It really shouldn't be that hard to say, okay, immediate family first, and then I move to extended family and then go from there. It's also a really bad sign that this guy is bending to his wife's every demand. Like seriously, this is supposed to be a partnership. You're supposed to be working together to get everybody there who's supposed to be there. So the fact that he decided not to invite you to the main section of his wedding, all under the guise of, well, we're just not that close anyways. I just need to make my wife happy. That, in my opinion, is not a good sign, and it's proof enough that you can know for a fact that he doesn't care about you in the slightest. So honestly, I don't blame you for not going. It's not like you're asking for a lot, and the way your brother is acting is completely uncalled for. My entitled company I used to work for made the assumption that they didn't need my help anymore when I put my notice in to try and go to a new job. But eventually, they tried to serve me legal paperwork, stating that they were suing me for not helping them with the transition period. And I've never been more shocked in my life. Here's what happened. So to start things out, I'm going to be intentionally vague with the industry I worked in just for privacy reasons. For some context, this company wasn't new. They had been around for about a decade before I was hired. And as far as I know, they're still around. But I'm not sure how they're doing nowadays. When I started there, it was only about 60 employees in total, with about 15 to 20 of them being hourly wage nobodies just like me. I just had the luck of the draw that my team had four managers over my area. I was in a role that wasn't supposed to have any management elements, but as it turns out, not long after I started, a few on the management team moved on, and I slowly took over some of their responsibilities. After about six months, I was starting to feel overworked, and I went job hunting to find something else. Having listed the responsibility I had with this position got me a management role somewhere else, with substantially higher pay as well. I even got them to let me have a month before starting, because I wanted to give a longer notice than two weeks just to be nice. After I had given my one month notice, they were very dismissive of me leaving and acted like it wasn't a big deal. They thought they could spread out what I did among the other management teams. They were so certain that they could handle my job description of responsibilities that they even told me in writing they didn't need a transition period or training and didn't want an exit interview. They even offered me a week early leave with pay because they just thought it was handled and that I was completely useless. Before that week was out, I was getting 
getting calls, text messages, and emails from higher-ups and HR trying to tell me that I'm contractually obligated to help them transition and that if I didn't, that they then would sue me for breach of contract. Now, the best part about this is that when I was hired, I was simply an hourly employee with no special contract besides the standard employee agreement for hourly workers. But since I had started doing management level work, everyone had assumed that I was made to sign the management contract, which had a clause in it that required management to work past their notice if the company requested it for handover training or anything the person was working on that couldn't be finished by anyone else. So within a week, they were frantically trying to get me to help them, but I had already started working with my new company half a week early. So I was ignoring their calls, their text messages, and emails because I was diving headfirst into this new role. Well, even after the threats, I thought they would figure out that I didn't sign that contract. About another week later, I was served papers at my new office, and it shocked me, honestly. I read over the paperwork, and they were suing me for breach of contract, and it listed a law firm on the paperwork, obviously. So I decided to call them up and ask them if they had signed a contract, and I was laughed off the phone by the law office clerk. I realized I shouldn't have called them and should have just gotten my own lawyer. But just three days later, I received a certified letter from the law firm with an official apology for being served and had official documentation showing they had dropped the lawsuit. Apparently, they dropped that company as a client for unethical practices. And after that, I never got another text message, a call, or an email from anyone at that company or law firm. And it felt nice that I shut down a lawsuit, all because I never signed a contract. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That really is a crazy situation. Imagine this, you're working a job, you're working as a manager, and apparently there's some kind of mysterious contract you're supposed to sign up for. And then when you're trying to leave to go to a better job, these people freak out and they're like, no, you can't leave yet. You gotta help us transition. Even though they literally put in writing basically saying, hey, we don't need your help. Like, what a bunch of morons. Why would they act like that? They clearly did not have their ducks in a row, and it's pretty obvious that no one would enjoy working there. I mean, these people threaten litigation for literally the dumbest reasons. They were willing to stop you working at your current company, all because they obviously couldn't handle the pressure that they were under. So good for you for not only not signing that contract, but also finding a new job that's going to treat you right. Because these other people were just straight up awful, and they clearly did not know what they were doing, and you're so much better off getting away from this weird company. An entitled customer sits in his car and honks his horn, demanding to get a menu so that he can order from his car. But when he did that, I was 
so angry, so I gave him a piece of my mind and put him in his place. Here's what happened. To start things out, I'm finishing a busy patio shift yesterday at the restaurant that I'm a server at. I'm talking to one of my tables and facing the street. A man sitting in a very fancy convertible, think like a Bentley type car, with a top down has been sitting in front of the restaurant a minute or so. As I'm speaking to my table, he actually honks the horn of his car while looking directly at me. My brain was instantly like, oh no, this is not happening. I had been having a pretty good shift. Most of the people were really nice because it was a holiday. My patience was just starting to wear thin just a bit because it was the end of a shift. The horn honk and his gesture to come over sent me completely over the top. I was completely indignant. He held up a menu from a different restaurant, gestured to it, and then gestured to me again in a come here motion. He's not gotten out of his car or said one word. My assumption was that he wanted me to bring him one of our menus. I'll honestly never know since he couldn't bother to use his words like an actual adult. I called out to him and said, what? Do you want to see a menu? Sir, you have to come into the restaurant and get one. I'm not bringing it to your car. I don't know what kind of place you think this is. His response was to point at his head before driving away. He literally never said a word. The whole patio began laughing. My table I'd been talking to said that they'd been visiting and gained a new respect for our city. They also tipped $40 on a $130 check. So my indignant rage was actually profitable. My co-workers all thought it was a ridiculously funny encounter too. I honestly don't know what that guy's problem was, but I was definitely not in the mood for their main character syndrome. Yeah, I'm right there with the original poster. There's no way after working so long at a restaurant all day and being close to the end of the shift, I'm going to deal with some weirdo in a car being like, come here, I want to look at your menu. Like, no, that's not how this works at all. This is not Sonic, sir. You got to come inside if you want a menu. And the original poster is 100% right here. This is some serious main character syndrome. They're trying to act like they're the main character in this story, when in reality, they're just an extra. They just sit in the peripheral and they're acting like they have some kind of privilege, all because they're driving a fancy car. So honestly, good for the original poster for putting their foot down. You absolutely made the right call by doing that. And if I was in your shoes, I would have done the exact same thing. Am I the jerk for having an outburst at my girlfriend's little sister and banning her from our home after she trashed the place and has been overall disrespectful to me for several months now? Here's what happened. So I've lived with my girlfriend Jane for two years now, and Jane has a 16-year-old sister by the name of Tammy. Jane and Tammy are not their real names. Tammy lives with their parents, but Jane and Tammy have a very rocky relationship with their parents. Nothing too bad, but it's toxic nonetheless. For the last six months or so, Tammy has begun staying over at the apartment that me and Jane share. I've always been somewhat uncomfortable with this, mainly because it's common for Jane, who works from home, to let Tammy skip school and come spend the day just with her. She says it's better than her being on the streets, but I digress. My biggest problem is that Tammy trashes the place and has no respect for me. Tammy just doesn't like me. I don't know why, and Jane does not know why either. She is incredibly disrespectful to me and my things, eats my food despite being told not to on a nearly weekly basis, and borrows things from my apartment with no intent of ever returning them. I've been at my wit's end over this for the last month, and I feel like Tammy is testing my limits more and more. I've talked to both of them, and I let them know if something doesn't change soon, I will lose my cool. But every conversation ends with Jane committing to things that never happen, and Tammy being non-committal or just disinterested in my feelings. It came to a head on Friday. Jane had gotten off work early and left Tammy alone. I came home to the place absolutely trashed. Now, this is something that I could handle, but what I could not handle was that Tammy had pulled out some 
some of my old vinyls to listen to and she scratched them to pieces and just left them out on the table and ground when she got bored. When I confronted her and asked her what had happened, she just shrugged her shoulders and said nothing. I absolutely lost it. I told her exactly what I thought about her. How she was selfish, ungrateful, lazy, and downright unpleasant. I made the comment that if this is how she is at home, I know why her parents don't want her in their house. I could tell she was taken off guard by my yelling, and the parents' comment caused her to start crying. I kicked her out and told her not to come back. Jane lost it and we fought. We've been pretty cool since then, but she's still talking about moving out. But at this point, I'm starting to consider that myself. Last night, however, Jane finally decided to tell me that Tammy tried to run away last year, and she made a deal with her that our apartment could be her safe space whenever she needed it. Also, she didn't try to run away again. I still don't feel like this makes what she did right, but at the same time, knowing this, I'm starting to feel bad. So I have to ask, am I the jerk for having an outburst at my girlfriend's little sister? If I was in your shoes, I would have wished I had known that information a lot sooner. I mean, if that really is the case, then your girlfriend needs to say that to you a lot sooner. Like, that is so disrespectful from your girlfriend. She should have said something like right away and said, hey, my sister's kind of troubled and she ran away from home, so that's kind of why I want to give her a break. But also in that same vein of thought, your girlfriend's little sister absolutely needs to learn respect. She needs to learn respect for the people who live there as well as the property that's in that house. It is not okay for her to come in and start trashing the place as well as destroying your personal property. There is literally no good excuse for that. Trouble teenager or not. So truly, if I was in your situation, I can't say that I wouldn't blow up on her as well. She's blatantly been disrespectful to you. She's been rude and would talk back and she's been destroying your stuff. And that's more than enough reason to say, you know what? You've got to go because you know what? Having a safe space doesn't mean that she has the right to trash your place. And if she can't learn how to be a guest rather than a squatter, then there really is no place for Tammy to be involved. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius? Check it out in the description below and subscribe.